You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Tuesday, January 9th, and we're talking some Twins baseball. We bring in Twins reporter for MLB.com, Rhett Bollinger. Happy New Year, Rhett. Just over a month about until pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Before we get into lineup rotation and how things are looking in 2018, let's just take a big picture look at the offseason. Have the Twins accomplished what they set out to going into the offseason? Well, so far it's been a slow offseason in terms of the big you know, names in the market. Uh, not signing yet, you know, guys like at the top of that wish list for the Twins, guys like, you know, you Darvish, or Jake Arrieta, Lance Lynn, uh, those guys, Alex Cobb, those guys haven't signed yet. It's been kind of a slow-moving creation market. Um, the one thing they've addressed so far has been their bullpen, which they definitely need to do. Uh, they found a short-term closer in Fernando Rodney. Uh, also added a left-hander a veteran in Zach Duke to be a setup reliever for them. So uh, that definitely was two holes they need to fill there. Potentially they could add another reliever, probably not likely but you never know. They can always make a guy like Matt Belisle, but it wouldn't be a big free agent. I think more than anything, they want to get a frontline starter. Matt's still the goal. So in that sense, nothing's really, you know, it hasn't been a bad offseason because obviously none of their top targets have, have really signed elsewhere because it's been so, so moving. But I think at this point, there's definitely uh, some goals and some, uh, you know, unfinished business here with about a month left in the spring training. Yeah, and they did make a minor move in the last few days. 31-year-old outfielder Nick Buss, who won the Pacific Coast uh, League batting title last season. He hit 348. They signed him to a minor league deal. Is he someone that could potentially emerge in camp and uh, and make the team and be a contributor? And also just expand on Justin Morneau, I see, returning to the organization as well. Well, Nick Buss, they get a guy that has some major league experience with the Dodgers and Angels uh, at really strong minor league numbers, uh, can play all across the outfield there, um, has some power in the minor leagues, um, you know, hasn't put together in the major leagues yet, but a good depth signing. So coming off a great year at AAA, winning that battle title for batting title for AAA, El Paso and the Padres organization. Um, yeah, so he'll come into camp and he'll definitely compete for a spot there as an extra outfielder uh, and be in that mix as one of the minor league free agents that they signed. Um, and as for Dustin Morneau, he's back. He's going to be uh, in the Twins front office as a special assistant. Uh, very similar role to what you know Tory Hunter does, what uh, Michael Kadire does with Troy Hawkins. They're all in that front office. Um, you know, the front office definitely listens to their input uh, in terms of even free agency, in-season trades. But also the big thing, too, is that you know, going into spring training, getting that chance to be a special instructor there as well and to work with some of these hitters, uh, you know, some of these players. You know, the one thing that's more known, similar to the other guys, was that you know, such, such leaders in the clubhouse, um, I think they're going to have a lot to say and kind of have a lot of wisdom to kind of dispel uh, you know, to some of those younger Twins players right now. The Twins still have a very young roster and Morneau is a huge part of the success for the Twins during the 11 seasons there, you know, four-time All-Star and MVP. The move isn't quite official yet. I think they're going to have a full-on official announcement here in the, in the coming week or so and probably have some sort of conference call, I'm guessing, or at least a, uh, with, with uh, Justin Morneau to talk about his new role here. Uh, but certainly exciting news. He's a huge Twins fan favorite. He'll be in the Twins Hall of Fame uh, almost assuredly in a few years here uh, for the career he had with the Twins. But uh, definitely a fan favorite and exciting news. Uh, yeah, the organization had him return. Yeah, absolutely. It never can hurt to bring someone like Morneau back into the clubhouse. Just having him around uh, some of the younger guys as well, it's definitely a positive thing. And good segue as we look into the Twins lineup going into 2018. They finished seventh in runs scored last year in baseball, batting 260 as a team. 
How do you see the lineup shaping up here moving forward going into this season? Well, it's going to look a lot similar to last year. If you look at that roster right now, uh, not too many changes on the offensive side so far this offseason. None really expected in a sense. You know, they have a very young core. You can kind of go around that diamond, and all those guys are under contract and under team control uh, for several more years, except for uh, you know Maurer and Dozier who are in the last year of the contracts. But uh, so many young guys, you know, valuable positions. You know, Polanco at short and Snow at third, and the outfield full of young guys out there with Buxton in center field, and you know, you got Kepler and right and Rosario and left. So yeah, there's a lot of options. The big difference is going to be what they're going to want to do at DH this year. Um, talking to you know the, the front office at the winter meetings, they were kind of more on the side of you kind of want to rotate some guys through that spot a little bit more. You know, Mauer's getting a little older. He likes to DH here and there to kind of get off the seat from first base. Cano's coming off the surgery. You know, you got Escobar's having you know, had a very good year last year in the second half, especially. You got Robbie Grossman who had a very high on base percentage last year. Kenny's Vargas is more the prototypical DH with his power, but he's never really put together yet consistently in the majors. So uh, it's going to be a lot of the same faces. The Twins could go out and get a veteran bat. They've been linked to, to Mike Napoli a little bit, uh, but nothing's really come of that yet just because I think the Twins like to have that flexibility at DH. Um, but otherwise, the key of the offense is going to be the young guys taking a step forward. You know, We know how good Buxton was during his breakout second half. But the same could be said about Rosario. The same could be said about Polanco. Uh, those guys had second halves that were very good as well. So I think if they can continue to build on that and get better, uh, that's going to be the big key. But obviously it's going to be a, a tough go in that division with uh, the Indians for the clear favorite. Absolutely. Anytime you're in the division with the Indians, it's definitely a tough competition there. But yeah, maybe Mike Napoli, yeah, we've heard rumors. Maybe he's someone that could still be coming into the fray as well. Looking at the rotation, Twins middle of the pack last year in terms of runs, um, runs allowed, 4.59 ERA as a team. How is the rotation looking? Can there be improvements going into 2018 based on what you see? Yeah, absolutely. I think the big thing last year is that they made a big improvement to be middle of the pack. So they had the worst ERA of their rotation the year before that. So even the middle of the pack was definitely an improvement for them. Um, a lot of it was, you know, the defense was better too, which certainly played a role in that because they're not really a big strikeout-heavy staff. But Urban Santana was an all-star for the first time since 2008, had a great year, was the anchor of that rotation. Jose Barrios, you know, a big prospect they'd, they'd loved for years, finally had the big breakout year they've been hoping for. Uh, he set himself as a firm number two and could even be the number one starter this year if he continues to take strides forward. You know, Kyle Gibson had a great second half. Uh, but still fits with ERA above five. And then after that, it's, you know, they got some young guys they like. Alberto Mejia had a nice year last year uh, in terms of being a rookie and some of the promise he showed, but still has a lot of work to go. He's not a guy that pitches deep into games. Uh, doesn't really trust his stuff yet, even though he has very good stuff uh, as a big lefty. So beyond that, you know, Phil Hughes is coming off with thoracic outlet syndrome surgery again, so you don't really know what you're going to get from him. But as of right now, he might be tickled in until they make a move. Otherwise, a lot of young arms that really like Steven Gonzalez a top prospect, same with Fernando Romero, uh, Trevor Mays coming off of Tommy John surgery. So they have some options there. But at the same time, I, I think at this point it's pretty obvious the Twins really want to add uh, you know, a starter to the top of that rotation. Whether it's going to be Darvish or it's going to be you know, someone like Lynn or, or, or Cobb or even Arietto, or they make a trade for somebody, they're going to get somebody, I think, this offseason. I think I'd be very surprised if they didn't add at least one quality starter because I think right now the one issue is they have some, you know, some of those young arms, but I think in terms of the depth, I think they'd rather have somebody up top in that, you know, Barrios and Santana mold that could be a top of rotation than somebody that's kind of a question mark. So I do think they're likely coming free agency, but I don't think they're done yet in the sense that they'll definitely find a way to add a veteran starter. 
talking with Twins reporter for MLB.com, Red Bollinger, and wrapping up, looking at 2018 coming up, the bullpen. Uh, you mentioned some young arms and coming out of the pen. What do you see in terms of the bullpen here going into the, this season? Well, as I said earlier, you know, the Twins obviously added Fernando Rodney to be their closer. Zach Duke is a lefty that's had very, you know, a lot of success uh, the previous seasons, but it's coming off a of Tommy John surgery that he, uh, he came back from last July, had a quick recovery. Twins are hoping that he's going to have better command in the second year away from the surgery. Um, outside of that, some guys had some good years last year that were you know, kind of young arms, guys like Taylor Rogers, uh, Alan Bustinitz, and Trevor Hildenberger probably was the best of that group and could become a future closer because, as I said earlier, Roddy's kind of more of a short, short-term solution. Um, but other you know, young arms in that system as well, they like a lot. John Curtis, Gabrielle Moya, J.T. Chagois, um, Jake Reed, uh, Tyler J. There's some intriguing arms there in the minor leagues that are close to the majors as well. Um, otherwise, in terms of the veterans that have been around for them, Ryan Presley and Tyler Duffy had kind of tough years for, for you know, a lot of home runs given up, um, but good strikeout numbers for both of them. I think that they've got a chance to both bounce back, so both of them have a lot to prove there in spring training. So the bullpen still is a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a work in progress in some ways. A lot of it's kind of kind of you know, depend on how the older veterans kind of mesh with uh, that young group of, of arms they have. But uh, at the end of the day, I think Hilderberg is kind of the key to that guy as, a, as kind of a weapon, as a, um, a sidearm reliever. We'll kind of see how the rest of that group does. And right as we wrap up here, a name you did mention earlier, Steven Gonzalez. MLB Pipeline's Jonathan Mayo caught up with Gonzalez at last weekend's Rookie Career Development Program, and here's what he had to say. All right, Steven, first off, coming here to the Rookie Career Development Program, what, uh, what did it mean to you that the Twins wanted to send you here, and what have your takeaways been so far? Yeah, you know, we're here with uh, elite caliber of guys. Um, the Twins, everyone's sending four guys, you know, that they're expecting to put up next year or whenever they go, but... It's exciting to be around this type of elite performers. I know, you know, the ultimate goal is to get to the big leagues, but when you're in the minors, you want to try to move up over the course of the season. Tell me a little about your 2017, because you did pitch your way up to the to the highest level of the minors. Yeah, you know, it was it was fun. Um, got to work with all the guys that I've been with uh, the last couple of years. You know, I've always started behind my draft class and then got brought up and. Got with my pitcher and catcher, you know, I got Mitch Garver back there who got sent up to the big leagues in September. And it's been nice, you know, have, having him be up there a little bit before me and then him kind of teaching me the ways of, you know, how it is at each different level. And he's been my, my big guide to helping me adjust through each level. What, what were the biggest things that you, you needed to adjust from in, in making that, that jump in season uh, this past year? And, and how do you think that helps sort of inform you as you're getting ready to, you know, hopefully making that, that jump to the, the highest level. Yeah, you know, I think just need to be a little bit more consistent. Um, I've been working on my slider a little bit. Um, that's going to be huge for me this year, hopefully. And, you know, staying with that curveball and, you know, just trusting it and being able to trust myself and going out and throwing it. Um, that's going to be huge. You know, big leaders need four pitches to get through and have a long longevity career. Yeah, you're, you're talking about how you being sort of a half step behind, so to speak. Has it been hard for you to, to, to be patient and, and sort of trust that process and, and knowing that things are going in a maybe too slow for your liking, but the way it, it should for you? Not at all. I mean, the organization has every right. You know, they have my brightest future for it. That's what they're looking for. Um, and uh, they just know I'm going to take my bumps and, you know, it's all about adjusting and I'm just taking it a step at a time. 
you go into spring training while you're at the highest level, and it's not like you're guaranteed a rotation spot, but I would imagine that you're, you're, you're tasting you know, the, the, the idea of that first call-up. How do you stay within yourself and, and trust that that kind of thing will happen when it's meant to? Yeah, you know, you just got to take it one step at a time and know everything's a learning process and just be able to trust yourself and knowing, trusting the club that they have your future uh, set for you. And, you know, you just got to wait your turn and enjoy the ride. All right, a couple fun questions for you. The first one is, who is your celebrity lookalike? Celebrity lookalike? Gosh, that's tough. Want to think about it? We'll come back to it. I'll ask you a couple of others. I'm sure there's somebody that people tell you, oh, you look like so-and-so, but we'll we'll get to that. What's your uh, go-to uniform number? Like, if you could have one one number when you get the biggest, what would it be? 51. Why? Trevor Hoffman was a huge impact in my life. Um, I went to high school with uh, all three of his sons, and, you know, being a San Diego kid, you know, walking... Walking into Petco Park or even Qualcomm back in the time, you know, hearing Hell's Bells come on, gives you chills as a kid, pumping the rally flag in the playoffs, nothing better. And then, of course, Randy Johnson, big lefty, can't get better. Your stuff is just like Randy Johnson's too, right? <laughs> a little bit lower than that, but <laughs> we're getting there. Um, what's the craziest experience that you've had in baseball? Um, craziest experience? Uh, I would have to say I threw a no-hitter in uh, seventh grade. It's the only time I've ever been close. Um, I've had a couple, you know, decent starts, but nothing nothing that extreme. Do you have a favorite, uh, you mentioned Trevor Hoffman, but do you have a favorite, like, major league memory from when you were a kid going to a game, watching a game, something like that? I remember uh, in, I believe it was 99, when the Padres came back from the World Series against uh, New York. I'm a very little kid, uh, but I watched the parade and uh, Ken Caminetti threw me down a baseball with a little picture of him on it, and so that's a good memory to have. That is a good memory. All right, celebrity look like? Uh, I'm going to say Channing Tatum. All right. Just because I like it. Um, tell us a little bit about the progress uh, Gonzalez has made here going forward. So he's made a lot of progress. He's definitely one of the top prospects for the Twins. Uh, and not a lefty who throws very hard, but very good control and good, good change-up and uh, you know, developing curveball that allows him to rack up the strikeouts despite not really hitting much higher than the 90 on the radar gun. Uh, he's definitely in the mix in terms of coming into spring training with a chance to make the rotation. It would be, you know, a surprise if he were to come out of, you know, the spring training and be on the open day roster as a fifth starter, but you never know. I mean, last year it would have been a big surprise for Adalberto Mejia to be in the open day rotation, and sure enough, uh, he was, and he beat out Jose Barrio. So it's hard to predict what will happen in spring, but he's a guy that Twins have liked for a very long time. You know, got him in the second round of the draft uh, several years ago. He's done great throughout all the levels throughout the system. Uh, he's had a little bit of shoulder problems here and there, but nothing ever, you know, too serious. Mostly it's been a little bit of stiffness, kind of back off of him. It's such a big process. You don't want him to kind of have any further injury. But uh, there's a guy that should make his debut this year at some point. I, said, I, I think it would be a little bit of a surprise if he made it out of spring training. But I do think that he'll be in that mix and definitely in big league camp with a chance to make that rotation. And uh, we'll, um, I'm, I'm, my guess is I think he will make his debut at some point in 2018. Red, great stuff as always. Should be an exciting year upcoming, and we'll talk to you again as the season approaches and spring training gets closer. Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.